0: Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows.
1: And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And uh, here, halfway up this uh, massive, massive staircase,
2: it's me, the hell <laughs> God. That's where you always record, isn't it? That's, that's your place, up a staircase. I am John Parker. You, you can find me everywhere. Just put Cantina Turner. That's my stage name. Put that in. Mm.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, we are here talking about minute 115 of Zack Snyder's Justice League. This is our final minute together to talk about no. uh, these DC Cinematic Universe movies. Oh which yeah. It's been... I
3: never consider considered that way, but I guess I guess that's true. This
0: is our last bite at the apple for uh... never again. <laughs> unless they make a sequel to this and then it's it's back on mm-hmm. Pull me right back in there was a brief period
3: of time while watching the flash I was like well it is, you know it's Michael Keaton Batman technically we should cover this kind of like maybe minute by minute and as 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 the weeks have gone on I was like nah I think we're good <laughs> I think I think the I review think was yeah. enough
0: when the when it was first announced there was a little joke between us like okay who gets to cover yeah it? yeah is this our movie? Is this your movie? And now we're like, you can <laughs> have it. <either. laughs> yeah.
3: It's like no, you one hundred percent custody uh, goes over to you, to you yeah. folks. We want this it in has writing. two of your
0: Batman in it, so that's, obviously it's yours. <laughs> no, no,
3: but the kindness of our hearts, you you guys can have it. <laughs> don't, don't you put that on me? <laughs> Am I the only one who wants to do this?
0: Oh. <laughs> Oh
3: boy! Yeah. I mean, be I mean, oh, one of those no, things I though, Like, oh, about... maybe we covered just the Keaton scenes or something, <laughs> and then the 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 thirty seconds of Clooney you get at the end. But uh, and then the rest of it's just like, oh, that's all man's land. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna, we're gonna do it. We're just gonna invite anyone that is vehemently upset at Ezra May. <laughs> and they get to be the guests. <laughs> and we're just gonna, we're just gonna take it all in. <laughs> What can go yeah. wrong? I mean, like at one
3: point in this minute, I got the vibe that Wonder Woman was annoyed with uh, Ezra Miller, but um, and yes. also Wait, with the character or the actor. Well, I mean, I wasn't there on set. Uh, <laughs> uh, as troubles as I know watching, well, well, that's uh, I think they all really liked each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I like, I like to think so. I like to think so. Um, but uh, we get we think... get to that moment though, because I was a bit sort of
0: like, I thought it was odd.
2: But, uh, but, yeah, we'll get it. I know the bit you mean, and I think I know why. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah so, um, well, today's minute is going to start with Wonder Woman sensing um, the parademons that are here within this Metropolis project. Um, and then the minute is going to end with Cyborg talking to Batman saying, um, you know, I heard about the Batman, mm. and then it cuts off there. Which, again, kind of... I, I, Sorry that the minute cuts off there because that would have been a great moment to have you guys on to talk about, but at least we get to share that experience with another guest and have their perspective. Um, So I'd like to, you know, if you guys want to include that in your notes, just that whole uh, interaction between Cyborg and the Batman, Mm. um, please feel free to talk about it.
3: Yeah, the whole, like, you know, I didn't think you were real. I'm real when it's useful. All that business. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I I love it. (laughs) Again, I'm I'm, I'm a big (laughs) fan of, like, Batman as mythical figure, like or as yeah. folkloric, you know, kind of myth in Gotham. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm like, it's my it's my favorite version of Batman it is always the, is he real or is he not real thing. So uh, I always kind of thought like uh, by 20 years in, I thought like the general public should know <laughs> that Batman's real. Yeah, but, they'll accept him at this yeah, point. Yeah, because I mean, enough cataclysmic events will have happened where they're going to be like, well, no, this guy's here definitely doing stuff. But like, that's why I love all the kind of lower key Early years stories where it's a bit like, you know, the the my favorite Batman scene still is all the whole like you know oh, Johnny Gobb took a you know got ripped took a walk off a roof no big loss I, when I heard it all man I heard the Bat got him um, so yeah I'm uh, I'm 100 on board for uh, that little interaction between you know you, someone confronted with Batman as being there and been like I didn't know if you were real and just been like well you know. I'm only real when I I want when it's useful for me to be real for people. When I need to when I need to stick yeah. my head out, here I am. But otherwise, no, I'm a ghost.
0: And I also think that was our first time in in the reveal of this movie. This was our first time to see Ray Fisher, who was going to be the, the first superhero among the group to be completely like a, a visual effect. Um to see cyborg in in this visual effects next to uh ben affleck's batman and seeing like oh okay the it, it there's a lot of elements going on with cyborg which you can if you want to criticize design you you can but it still blends well in the scene enough to not be distracting or to seem like it's unfinished but it's like oh here it is here's our first like CGI superhero. Mm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> they should have an interaction
3: with, with, Batman with Batman where Batman's like, I didn't think you were real. Like, well, three quarters, yeah. three quarters of my face is real. <laughs> the rest of it is CGI. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so but yeah, it, it is nice. I overall I, I really do I like that interaction a lot. Mm. Um, um in the beginning here with Wonder Woman sensing the the darkness and, and, and the death. Um, that is associated with, with the parademons. I really like this moment of Gal Gadot turning towards the camera in a way and and, and saying that she's she senses death with this look of compassion and, and not in the Amazon warrior way of just being like, yeah, people are dying. I deal with death all the time. Um, I even killed someone in this movie earlier. Mm. It's like, death still comes with compassion with who deserves it who doesn't um and it, it's something that is not desensitized to wonder woman um throughout the years mm. and that she still still respects it yeah yeah
1: uh, and so yeah these are also just like scientists Starlab lab scientists it's not like she's not in the middle of world war 1 mm. again you know so Also, like, death was probably all over the freaking place when she was over there, huh? Mm. Um, (laughs) Couldn't get get past the stand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, But yeah, so the compassion is there. I think uh, it's noted that um, because I think before this point, they didn't know what was going on. It was just kidnappings, right? There wasn't Mm -hmm. a threat of death. I don't think... They, knew, they don't even know what's really going on. They just know police stories, people are getting kidnapped, you know? So, um, by people flying monsters.
0: We, we've we seen some Atlanteans die from parademons and, and Steppenwolf, but we haven't seen anyone from Star Labs be killed mm. yet. We know that they're being kidnapped, but we're hoping that none of them die mm. yet, but... Now it confirms that some of them have been. Yeah.
3: She's, well, she's not course. getting the scent of people have been transformed into parademons. It's like, no, that's a, that's <laughs> yeah, a very... That's a difference. Yeah, song. that's a very distinctive <laughs> musk uh, when you get <laughs> that. No, I
2: actually really love her line, though, because as well, I, I think I'm thinking of this too literally, but I like it, yeah, where she says, you know, the scent of the enemy, of absence, darkness, mm. um, before she even mentions the death. Now, I like this idea that, like, the enemy... They don't leave anything behind. They take away what was already there, kind of mm-hmm. thing. They leave a lack of presence.
1: Yeah, very. Which is like a cool.
2: Yeah, very anti. It fits with the whole anti life. Anti life. Uh, there we go. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. It, the the void of the void of life. It is yeah. a fantastic way to kind of describe what's going on in the scene, mm. um, and 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 just the way that she looks worried and looks scared. It's like, there, there it is. I can relate to that. It's not
3: mm.
0: not just superheroes being like, all right, let's go be heroes. It's like, no, we we care about the the science team that's here. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Help I'm with the science team. <laughs> um uh so then we have Batman here in this shot asking Alfred where we are. And uh <laughs> here you go, now, yep. We have Alfred, played by Jeremy Irons, Yep. Yeah,
3: yeah. it's your man. Absolutely excited to see him. I was the most the most excited I was in the Flash was when <laughs> they showed you the oh he, he he has a lengthy conversation with Jeremy Irons at the start. I was like, what? Oh man, yeah. I didn't see this coming? <laughs> like I, I, was, I was, my my butt was in the seat for Keaton, but he didn't tell me Irons was back. This is fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't help it. Uh, yes. We talked about it in our review. I'm still choosing to believe that. They purposefully brought him back, knowing that there's going to be two Ezras in this movie. There's going to be two Barry Allens. And Jeremy Irons, of course, famously played twins in Dead Ringers, which is still a phenomenal film. And he's amazing in it, in both roles. I like to think that like when they were doing it, they're like, come on, can we, can we get Jeremy Irons in just to do a little cameo? Just to get a little, a little you know, doff of the cap? Uh, two Dead Ringers? Probably not. You know, it might be a bit too deep a cut for people, or too much effort to make a reference is not really there. But I'm choosing to believe that's what they did. Um, the only downside to Alfred in this movie is that he's not got the, um, the same outfits from Donna Justice, because I really loved his tailoring in that as well. He always had the, yeah, yeah, so
0: where he's got, like, the vest and, like, the red tie. And, yeah. Like, kind of, like,
3: yeah like, it's just really lovely, like, kind of tweed waistcoats. And he always had kind of like, dark shirts and stuff. And it was, like, he looked – like, he just looked like, if I got to wear that to work every day, I'd be over the moon. Like, <laughs> I would love that, that kind of stuff. Uh, this one is, you know, a bit more kind of field jackets and stuff. I was like, I get it. But, you know, I I preferred the the old the old look. Um, and, yeah, it's my big takeaways from the first time I watched uh, – you know, just Zack Snyder's Justice League, or you just call it Justice League. You know, it's just the it's the yeah. definitive version.
0: That's what we do. But yeah, yeah, I think this Sometimes is the real one now.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, on that day of like taking in all four hours of it, um, but afterwards I was just like, oh, it's this, this great scene where he's like making tea for Wonder Woman. Like, it really yeah. still happened to me as the highlight of it. Like, oh yeah, so careful not to scald the tea. You, know? you have
1: absolute every single time I now make a cup of tea. That yes. line runs through my head because I am pouring water over the tea bag, and it's like, oh, yep. don't, don't rush this. Yep. Nate, you gotta yeah. listen to what Alfred said because there's a reason why he said it. Yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> the best bit of that scene is the way he's not even having any tea. Mm. Yeah. He's
1: just going, no, no, you're doing it wrong. Oh, no, not for me. I don't want that. (laughs) You can't abide something
3: of of a lower quality being in his. If you're using my utensils, you're going to make it the best you can possibly make. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Englishness in him as well. He's like, I can't abide you making this terrible
2: Uh, tea.
0: Do it right. There's a scene like that in – you guys ever watch Bly Manor? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she's trying to make the tea for for Raoul Coley and um uh, the other characters. And they're all British, so they're just like, No, I don't want that. <laughs> oh. I did know a
3: guy though, who grew up in England. And I guess whatever whatever kind of way his parents raised him, he never learned how to make a cup of tea. And I remember at one point he's like, he was doing he made, a, like, a round of tea for people. And he came in mm. and just the room been like, what the hell is this? Like, it was uh. – he had poured in the water first and then the milk and then added the tea bag, And it's like, oh. this is this guy's a fully Ooh. qualified solicitor or lawyer in America. <laughs> and I was like, how has this happened? Like, unless no. he's putting this on so he never has to make tea for people <laughs> by setting
0: the yeah, precedent of – Yeah, strategic incompetence. No,
3: I'll defend him. I had not
2: had a cup of tea – until I was like 25. Really? Yeah. and I still don't really like it that much, it's oh, alright. Wow. I actually um, like I like green tea. I don't like our yeah. tea. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's what I, I drink a lot of green tea. I've never had like a cup of English tea like an Earl Grey with yeah. with with milk or anything. Like oh, I don't Earl know. Grey's I assume right. I I mean I've had like a chamomile kind of style which mm. I assume is similar. Mm.
0: So here yes, in know. America we call that a London fog. Is that, do, yeah. you guys call it something else?
1: Uh, what, But just tea. Mm. just, it really is just, it's normal. Tea. Earl Grey.
0: Yeah. With milk. Over here, we call it
2: builder's tea. Like this. Well, no, that's different though. Cause that's not Earl Grey. See Earl Grey though here, you don't put milk in it unless you're a bit weird. <laughs> you can put lemon in it. Uh, but I do know someone who does put milk in it, and they, that is considered strange. But it's like okay, fine. Mm. Um, I mean, what's even but worse no is that there's no name for it that I
3: know. Because uh, I, 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 my default tea is green tea. Like I'll just uh, you know have mm. bags of green tea, uh, and also one I can highly recommend. You can get a uh, a uh, Rubus green tea over here. That's from TikTok, which is not the not the the app. The company. <laughs> it's okay, so okay.
0: they ruined the word. <laughs> <laughs> but uh,
3: but I introduced like um, to my sister in law because um, when I started drinking tea, green tea, and that was the only thing in the house, she was like, "Oh, yeah, I'll have some." But then she started putting milk in hers, and mm-hmm. now there's this whole big thing where I keep she keeps doing it. i was like, you know, you're not supposed to, right? <laughs> she's like, "Well, now it's too late now." So she's, uh, yeah, well, I,
0: like, I have to commit to this character. Yeah,
3: so now she's seven years into this relationship with green tea, where she keeps putting milk in it. I was like,
0: "You're ruining it's it." Green tea with milk, huh?
3: Well, you know what? Mm. Although it's not right
1: technically.
2: You do you. If you enjoy things with milk in, do it. Oh do yeah, it. you uh,
1: people like p- people are usually appalled at the amount of like cream I enjoy in my coffee. Yeah, um, you. It's either one. It's I'm on like both of. I'm on the other. I'm on the side of the spectrum. I either like I my favorite coffee is a very heavy cream, very heavy yeah, flavored coffee. You'd um, be drinking
0: um, that beige milk.
1: I do. <laughs> it really is like it turns it. it I love it. Mm. Um, but I do enjoy a cup of black coffee. Um, a, it's yeah. just like yeah. in my opinion if if i'm going somewhere and like the whole milk and sugar thing is not a, really an option or if it's uh out of my control and someone else is doing the milk and sugar i uh, no, 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 no 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 Yeah, is yes, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. going to make it wrong yeah. um, black coffee so i was like just black like coffee a
0: teaspoon of sugar is like that's good that's
1: fine that's just like, that's like mcdonald's coffee over here honestly it's like dark it's, chocolate yeah, almost it really is it tastes like dark chocolate um so like that's enjoyable but if i'm really wanting a coffee I want to make it how I like. sit down, I, I, I pour my pot, I, I get the good ratio of grounds. and I He harvests the beans, he goes I out into the... I out. <laughs> I, yeah, I get it all in. Um, but no, I, I enjoy a very sweet, um, sugary coffee drink. Yeah. But there's <laughs> nothing the wrong with that. You know what you like. Hmm? Yeah. That's yeah, exactly. Um, with green tea, it's just straight up green tea. Um, I am. I'm very curious with how much I enjoy the, 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 the creamy coffee drink that I am just used to drinking. In my idea, it seems like I'm not very far off of enjoying a London Fog or Earl Grey with milk and cream or something.
3: I hope Jeremy Irons knows how much from... A single line of dialogue that's not even in this minute. He's spawned like a 10-minute yeah. discussion about tea now.
0: Right. <laughs> No, seriously. I, I agree with Nate. I think about it too when I'm pouring tea. I think about the Don't scene. do Yeah, like I wouldn't want to upset uh, him. I want to do it right. Because then it makes too, me think
1: know. like what is what is scolded, what does a scolded tea actually taste like? And am I scolding my tea?
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you might be loving it. Yeah. 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 Uh, but they're, they're just that's like, like they're, he's so many moments just across his – like I'm, and the fact that, like, knowing that whatever was going to be happening, where Batfleck was going to be lost in the multiverse, in these original the original plans, and then you would have had Michael Keaton come in and take over as Batman, paired with Jeremy Irons, presumably, as Alfred. Like, that I could have had that in my life. It's just like, I can't believe this. I can't believe you took that away from me. You're telling me there's a Batgirl movie where that is potentially in it. And I, I can't see that. And also, like, oh, by the way, J.K. Simmons is still playing Gordon. You're like, what? Come on. Yeah, You're yeah. killing me
0: over here. And then Brendan Fraser as Firefly. Yeah. There, there's there's too much in the Batgirl movie that a lot, it, it seems like a conspiracy at this point Oh, for like, them to come
3: out and be like oh it was so bad it would tarnish the reputation of the character it's just like i can't believe you at this point like <laughs> i don't
0: believe it especially after uh, i don't know there's there's things that happen with flash and wonder woman recently that's like oh but that doesn't tarnish their character mm, mm. but the, you know batgirls is, is off limits like i mean they said that about Zack snyder's justice league they said like we can't release that it's a mess it's awful it was the worst thing you've ever seen it's unwatchable mm. Uh, and here we are watching, yeah, it <laughs> yeah, yeah, and talking about it going. That was the opposite of unwatchable. <laughs> yeah. People are asking for sequels.
3: <laughs> but I would love to have seen though, just like yeah, Jeremy Irons adapting to having Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne adapting to having an Alfred back, and then Jeremy Irons going from Batfleck to like what was what was his relationship with Michael Keaton have been like, like. Have you have been like, oh, I can get my, because we're closer in age. He's like, oh, this guy's like my best friend now. Like, I love this guy. And then, like, having seen Jim Gordon, been like, oh, yeah, parademons. Oh, okay, whatever. Just puts on the bat signal one night, and Michael Keaton shows up and just been like, okay, <laughs> so I guess you're a completely different human being now. Fine. Okay.
0: If anything ever released from that film, and I'm I'm talking like just like a set photo or something of, you know, whether it's Jeremy Irons and Michael Keaton or Michael Keaton and J.K. Simmons, the internet is going to get set on fire again.
3: <laughs> this is getting to a point like, like you... I will happily go over and launch a coup and invade
0: the Warner Brothers vault to haul this footage out there. It's like raiding Area 51 all over again. <laughs> <laughs> they can't stop us all. Get Charlie
3: Cox back in. He's like, there's going to be corridors in <laughs> there. I can take care of those. <laughs> Uh. but yeah, just uh, you guys will cover it way way back too. But I forgot how good a line it was. Um, just at the beginning of this movie, where I can't remember the context of, it, but like uh, Affleck at one point, just like you know, if I had a penny for every time that this happened, and Alfred just comes in with, "Yes, you'd be even more insufferable." <laughs> it's just uh, <laughs> I just love it so much. I love that he's like he's way sassier than any any other Alfred we've had. He has no time for Bruce Wayne's crap. But, um, yeah. oh, he's just, yeah, he's a vibrant presence on screen. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sad that we won't see uh, any more of him now. I was so happy to see that, little, you know, the, the further glimpse of him in The Flash. The Flash we got of him. Uh, and then yeah. now I have to, like, Aww. say goodbye all over again to him. This is terrible. Yeah,
2: I'm the same. I just love seeing him. It's a great version of the character. Like, yeah. this one in, in this scene as well here, like, I really enjoy how he's not just a butler who helps, you know, emotionally, like some some Alfreds. This Alfred, this is the tech whiz version of yeah. Alfred. Mm. He's, he's, I he's, love the it. he's the Justice League Alfred. Like he's yeah.
1: the man in the chair,
2: you know.
3: He's
2: an indispensable part of the team. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's the, the thing as he's talking to them here as well, there's a little part of me is like, well this is this is also like knowing that we've never again Because if they won't release this Batgirl movie, Mm -hmm. we've never had a proper version of Barbara Gordon on screen. And though this is kind of like the Oracle bit, it's it's also also an alphabet, to be fair, as well. But, like, uh, you know, part of me is like, oh, I wonder if we could have had just a little Oracle cameo here. Like, you know, bring in someone just to to fill in. Um, I know it can't be, you know... Zack Snyder kind of uh, he wasted his Jenna Malone cameo with the with BBS. but it also feels like you know yeah she you know.
0: she does a little bit of it she she gets to do whatever that character would have done yeah. and and being that but um yeah and we'll never really get to see um Ben Affleck's Batman interacting with a sidekick either you know there's a Batgirl which would have been like a way to talk about. A previous Robin or or bring up some of those old wounds that are established in this universe. Yeah. We don't we won't get to have that. I
3: mean, there's a a little tinge of sadness, too, in The Flash, where there's that moment where Barry's like, oh, yeah. So, you know, you want to do something? You want to hang out? And Bruce is just like, no, not tonight. Maybe next time. And you could you could potentially tap that into that as being like, this guy reminds me too much of Dick or of Jason. And I'm not really delving into that, but that's also as well because like the last time you're gonna see Batfleck as well, so it's a real like yeah maybe next time. It's like there is no next time, man.
1: You gotta do it now. <laughs> it's very somber. mm, mm. Um,
0: <sighs>
3: but yeah, yeah, just uh, just so happy. And the thing I only learned this the other day. Um, and I can't believe I didn't know this previously, and it's um. It now opens up a possibility to a multiverse I desperately want to go to is that people know me know that I'm a big fan of Hannibal Lecter the character I love <laughs> yeah not his lifestyle not his lifestyle but you know <laughs> uh, but you know and particularly Maz Mikkelsen's iteration of the character but I don't care for Anthony Hopkins because the size is way way too hammy so I love Silence of the Lambs but I don't like his performance in it and I only found out recently that Jeremy Irons was offered the part of Hannibal Lecter oh. and he turned them down and hmm. I'm like that I would kill to see that. I would kill and eat someone to see that uh, <laughs> performance. Oh he would be so good at yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Very much so. Mm so it's that's another great one the great tr- we can't get a Batgirl movie with Jeremy Irons and Michael Keaton we're never gonna get Silence of the Lambs with Jeremy Irons but uh we can just only Aww. sit in the imagined what if you know uh, of it all
0: Aww. well at least you have Dungeons and Dragons that's it <laughs>
3: hey he is by far the best part of that movie you know so Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. Yeah, yeah.
0: Let the blood
3: rain go. from the sky. <laughs> it's the one thing missing in the new version. I was like, I'm, I'm all for Hugh Grant here, but like, you could, you could slot in a.
0: They just got to find a way to bring him back into this, into this new franchise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, again, I bring don't think it made back.
3: enough money for the to warrant the sequel. Unfortunately, so that's
0: unfortunate. But it was a very good movie. That was great. Very Absolutely good. loved it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So a little bit of context for. What's going on in this minute? And what Alfred is talking about is um, we have Bat—I almost said Batfleck. <laughs> sure, um, uh, asking where are we, and then Alfred explains you are underneath a
1: ventilation tower. So hmm. um, almost because got, I was almost got about you with that one. You were yeah, I know what you were thinking. You were thinking ventilation shaft. Okay, <laughs> yeah, from a different movie. <laughs> yeah, too easy on uh, that one. Walk right yeah. into it.
0: Uh. Wow, that really messed me up. I'm so sorry. So and, was a <laughs> ventilation tower. No, but I, I just because I I just keep hearing that, uh, n- not pneumoidian. Uh, God, get out of my head. <laughs> oh boy. So this ventilation tower. Uh, why is it here? Why does it exist? I I remember watching this as I was cutting the minutes up, and thinking, and we we had this conversation with Dawn of Justice as well when Batman is fighting Superman um, for 10 minutes it was like what are they fighting in where is this Mm. why is this here Mm -hmm. Um, and um, the hospital church or whatever that that was a hospital yeah yeah, that was an abandoned hospital this one is the tunnel that was supposed to lead from Gotham to Metropolis but then you're like if that's a tunnel what the heck is this Mm. Yeah, because tunnels don't go up (laughs) and (laughs) But it's a ventilation tunnel, which means all the exhaust and stuff that uh, is down there, we cannot allow it to build up. It needs to go out into the world, into the, into the ozone layer. So they built this giant ventilation tunnel so that it can vent all the fumes. Um, it is kind of massive. Does not need to be this massive? I don't know. But this is why this tower exists. And so I think if you looked at Strikers Island from the outside, you would see this tower.
2: You'd have uh, to. It's out. huge.
0: Yeah. Um, and then they say at the top where the where the scientists, excuse me, where the scientists are, there is a machine room. And the machine room, um, again, much like a Resident Evil game, uh, this is where all the gears and turbines are that would propel the fumes up and out of the tower. So they have to go there to find. The Nest. Mm. And so that's the context of why this exists here. Okay. They inexplicably
3: have to go there uh, by walking up the stairs. Uh, Whereas we know that Wonder... Badass walking. (laughs) But we know that the Flash can run really fast. Wonder Woman Mm. can basically borderline fly. uh, And Batman has a grappling hook. (laughs) <laughs> so mm-hmm. why they're and walking up sa- the cyborg, yeah, the cyborg can fly he's the, he's yeah Cyborg can fly yeah
2: but you know it takes a lot of effort and um... they want they want the experience it's the journey not the destination
3: you know? <laughs> yeah. it takes a lot of effort you know what also takes a lot of effort walking up an entire tower on <laughs> metal <laughs> stairs
2: Hey, yeah. you're a walker. You like to walk everywhere. You should appreciate yeah, this. Yeah, but I'm
3: not. I'm not one of the Justice League, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, and I don't have a grapple gun. Yeah. <laughs> if I could grapple around everywhere,
0: you think I wouldn't do it? Of course, I'll be grappling. Be a different
1: story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: This is like a grappler's paradise. I mean, you'd be looking at this going, "I could grapple anything in here." Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: this is the time to do it. Even
2: in a grappler's paradise.
1: So I don't. I wanted to just say one quick thing. And it's going back to this tunnel system. Um, And I don't think this is correct, but this is maybe the closest thing that I found. Just kind of searching real quick. The 1929 project um, may be referring to what apparently is uh, or was like an addition to the independent subway system that was in existence in 1929. And they were making a second line. That started to get built to connect other things like Bronx and Queens and stuff. Um, but it never happened. And then I I I think, I think, this is all just like privately owned transit systems and, and whatnot, um, kind of did a switch between privately owned to like city owned. So then all these projects just kind of stopped and they just started building new tracks and whatnot. So maybe this is a reference to a a real life thing with connecting these with with subway plans that actually were established in 1929 to start building and connecting other cities um but then just kind of went out the window i don't know mm-hmm. in my in my head canon that makes sense that like when batman realizes like okay it's the tunnel system and they're connecting metropolis it's like oh yeah i know that just because i know gotham history mm-hmm. and that was just a thing, and that seems like a very just, I don't know, somebody that's involved within the city and in infrastructure would just be uh, attuned to those kind of things, especially maybe if someone was also using said tunnel systems for yeah. his own yeah. costumes. <laughs> escapades. Um,
0: <clears throat> court of Owls, Scott Snyder, with
3: literally him being like... Literally about to say the Court of Owls. Yeah. Well. <laughs> that was the one thing that really stuck in my craw there. It was like, huh, oh, that was all in the city the whole yeah. time, and he just didn't know.
0: Mm. Yeah, <laughs> um, that and like, um, I mean, that taught me that the thirteenth floor or some buildings don't get used. I, I ever since I see it in other movies and stuff where they mention the thirteenth floor being vacant, but that Batman comic was the first one to, to tell me that. And I, ever since, I'm like, oh yeah, sometimes some buildings they don't use the thirteenth floor. Mm. So bizarre. I've it's, genuinely
2: uh, not noticed if that's a thing over here as well. I don't. Th- I don't think it is. But now I'm questioning myself. Mm. I,
0: I, I think it's just up to private companies whether they are superstitious like that. Yeah. So. Now, is
1: that now where does the superstition stem from? Is that like just like from thirteen? Like, and and the and witch hunts <laughs> that were happening
0: <laughs> in the yeah. colonies and whatnot. What's like, gonna happen? Is this like does in relation to affected or just the thirteenth floor?
1: Like, is is this there? supposed to be in relation to like the Crucible? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Is that come from those superstitions? Because that is comical. Mm. I mean, superstitions in general are just like funny, but like figuring out where they started from and if there <laughs> is like. like They're not it, supposed to be funny. It, well, it is. If But if it is like of a complete. Um, uh, just like it doesn't translate, especially over to like Europeans. Like, oh, why are you scared <laughs> of the number 13? Well, because witches. Uh, <laughs> what?
3: <laughs> I think like because... a. <laughs> The more fearsome thing that probably has stomped it out now is uh, economics and stuff. And companies been like, we can't afford to have an empty 13th floor. Mm-hmm. So you get over your superstitions and get, yeah, get people in there, damn it.
0: I mean, you're a 40-year-old salary man. You get in there and start working. Yeah, I mean.
3: <laughs> Plus, I
2: think over here as well, we haven't, you know, unless you're in London, we haven't got many buildings that have that many floors. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, we can't afford to build them that
0: tall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who decided to build buildings that tall. <laughs> and and how how did we get that to work? I mean cuz you're talking 1929, very close to 1933, this this era where they were building things as tall as the Empire State Building. Um again, it's certainly a decision that someone had uh and to, to go worked. up
1: instead of out. I mean, it kind of keeps- just that's just but, like problem solving, I guess. You know, mm. in a sense. And then yeah, you, the engineering kind of comes after the thought. Yeah, but
0: we're talking like people are up there on on steel beams having lunch. It's not a oh, that, that is not a lifestyle me. I would ever choose in, in my life. And I that people do that is is bizarre.
2: It's insane.
3: Yeah.
1: It's. Like, Industrial so Revolution? Like, what do you mean? Like, that was a There's really so weird that time in here. history. That,
0: it just seems fictional. I mean, we were talking about delivering it's statues.
1: It's stupid. It's stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just stupid. You know, we evolved. We we got a little bit smarter. We uh, adjusted and and evolved to the the world that we had and and what we were doing. Um, yeah, I don't. Greed. Best to answer yeah. that I'll give you: greed going up and going yeah. up instead of out. Capitalism, well, baby. Yeah, yeah.
0: What I, and I, I do, um, I do like the information that you gave us, Nate, because I mean it. It is. It brings more questions. In like, is was this a private endeavor or was this a failed? We call it a metropolis project. So, did it stem from metropolis. Did someone give up on it? it was this Gotham city that was trying to pay for it. And and, and Gotham city fell to corruption and and we don't have the money to to continue doing this. Um, where does the collapse stem from? Um, you know, like is, um, excuse me. Um, when we were, when I was referencing mask of the phantasm and they have that world's fair, Oh, I'm so sorry. When they have that world's fair, um, kind of vision of the future, that might also be privately owned and, you know, where, where does the history come from there? So Mm. a lot of that is interesting to me. um, And kind of reminds me, uh, don't they also hint at this kind of failed railroad system in um, the amazing Spider-Man films as well?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The Roosevelt Mm. um, like line or whatever that they were doing the whole get getaway car for uh, getaway train for the president secret mm-hmm. secret tracks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and I'm sure there's really not a far line to draw between the Wayne's uh owning railroad and and this being maybe something that had to do. Pff, hey, for all we know, maybe Batman actually owns these lines. Mm.
3: Oh, that that wouldn't surprise me one bit. Yeah. <laughs> It also could be a land Alfred is like, You should know Master Wayne. <laughs> you own mm-hmm. it's like, do I? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, go <laughs> figure. Yeah, I could
2: I could genuinely as well see Bruce just not knowing what he does own. It's like, uh really? Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, exactly. I guess that's another one in the portfolio.
1: <laughs> we saw before he was not paying attention to return checks that were getting mailed back to him. So and yeah, he's yeah. like, I guess not. Yeah. I got bigger problems, yo. Mm.
0: <laughs> well, they were telling him like we didn't think it was important for you to know. It's mm-hmm. like what? You've stopped this whole thing. Well, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't like to get involved
2: Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) if we don't want to tell him. Uh. But, um, Um. but yeah, so as kind of alluded to earlier, uh, when it gets up to the top, Diana makes a point of saying like, okay, so we're going to do this together to come across this bridge that's like broken. Well, first the flash though
2: asks a a question, which Mm -hmm. I love. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, 'Cause I think this is the funniest thing he does. He says, Is there a plan? <laughs> he's, just like, well, what, what we, we, he's just like what 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 do we what do we do? I mean he's but,
1: not wrong though. They just spent I mean they walked their entire it was a reason why they walked, right? Because they're yeah in a new environment. They don't know what's ahead of them. They've never worked as a team before, they don't know what the hell they're doing. So like I guess kind of just like walk and stare forward. And then we get to the broken bridge. It's like, oh, now we actually have to act. Mm. Um, so the question was amazing from Flash.
2: It's a great question because it's, it's a good question to ask anyway. But also, I find it really funny. It's got like the lighthearted jokes they were clearly going for and like leaning into with the, with the Whedon version. Mm-hmm. But in this one, it's pitched right. And these sort of things are peppered in just enough. They don't completely disrupt the tone of the movie or anything. It fits his character. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he's also got a point. It's not just at, yeah. coming out of nowhere with a gag. Mm.
1: Exactly. He breaks the silence with the humor of, obviously, the, you know, the flashes, the comedic character of this group. So it very well fits within the character. Um, but more, more importantly... Is when he asks the question, it's like a genuine yeah. wonderment of what is the plan? Mm-hmm. And the fact that Batman doesn't do anything and looks over to Diana like, mm-hmm. I don't know. These are <laughs> demons, apparently. What do I do? It's like, that is great. I um I can see where, like, you can see that little line delivery of just like, okay, this is where Wonder Woman has her speaking line, so... Ben, just shut up and, nod kind of thing. Um, But more of just, like, Batman acknowledges what the Flash is asking. And he, him, too. You have to think that he, him, too is thinking the same exact thing. I don't know what the next step is. I've never worked on a team like this before. (laughs) This is new. These are aliens again. Like, I don't know. Um, Well,
2: it shows how new they are to it because I think it's almost like an admission mm -hmm. uh, of, like, Oh, yeah, crap. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. Um,
3: we didn't come up with anything else. Mm. Yeah, you know, just figure things would come together when we got up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. You heard the songs on the soundtrack, you know, come heard together. Song. <laughs> but then we yeah. do get
2: that bit that you were going to mention there, now.
3: Yeah, yeah. So Diana says, like, oh, you know, we do this together. And so then Barry, he just, to get across, he just, you know, zips across using his, mm-hmm. you know, super speed. And then Diana does give like a little kind of look of like, oh, God damn it. Like, (laughs) she's exasperated by that. And I don't quite understand why. Like, are we all going to hold hands and jump over at the same time? Like, what? He's just just doing what needs to be done. I I didn't quite get that as a comedy beat.
2: I always thought it was just kind of, I don't know. Uh, I, I saw it. She's maybe... A little annoyed because he just, yeah, he just does things impulsively as well. Like, he didn't check the situation Mm. out. Just bam! Yeah, exactly. And also, maybe she's a little bit jealous. Like, oh, that's that's pretty
3: cool.
1: (laughs) I think it was like a, a, let me, now I got to one-up him Mm, and do this super jump across this thing. And and now it's going to turn into everybody using their respected power to cross the broken bridge. Mm, Yeah. Um, And it just kind of fits with the team dynamic of just (laughs) problem solving. I Mm. mean... It's pretty blatant right here that if this doesn't give you an idea of how this these people are going to work as a team right here and now for the, at least the next fight, then I don't know what would because everybody yeah. does their own thing. Essentially, everybody's kind of doing their own thing in the next battle um, and it doesn't yeah. really play at all to their favor. So mm. this is really just like a complete lack of planning It's a It's a moment. foreshadow mm, yeah. of, of no
0: synergy, but also... To put it into more in-universe explanation, I think what we were just talking about, like, why are they taking the stairs? Why can't they just do all this? And I think if they're trying to be stealthy, mm-hmm. you can't be this loud. Mm. Right. And so the Flash is like, I'm going to zip across this bridge and create all this noise. And so maybe she's like, okay, well, now, now we can be loud because you did it already. Yeah. yeah. So then she jumps and then he's going to use the grapple gun and it's like, okay, we're all just making noises now. Mm. Yeah. Uh... Who cares anymore? <laughs> I think maybe I just would have liked a
3: little bit more of like, again, knowing now that they've they've chose to walk up this you know giant flight of stairs, and knowing that Barry's is very erratic and just sort of like you know he's a speedster, and mm-hmm. they established that he was just like oh come on I have to walk up
1: these stairs come on let's, let's go let's go let's go, and then now to they get did there, do that in the Joss Whedon though
3: did do they do that in the Joss Whedon version? Yeah,
1: in the Joss Whedon, um. Oh, maybe it's not this part. It's in, I guess, when he's rescuing everybody. Yeah, they when they're taking all the scientists out of the building. Oh. And Flash is just kind of, or maybe it is in oh. this one. He's going up the stairs. He's like, come on, come on, come on. Let's go, let's go. Like, he's he's doing his speedster stuff, not carrying anybody. He's just zipping up and down the stairs like, like let's go. You guys, you're, you're too slow. Come on. Mm. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't remember if it's in this one or both. But yeah, he is like... He's like I, I, I'm doing my job, but they just are slow yeah, going up yeah, the stairs. Yeah. So but then for him to get to the, the top,
3: going like, come on, we have to keep going. And then for like, all right, what's the plan? And then Diana be like, oh, we have to do this together. And be like, okay. And then just zipping, like not just stopping there, but going across the bridge and then into the next room. That mm-hmm. then Diana been like, oh my god, you know this this guy. So I would get. I, but yeah, this one I was a bit more like, I don't know why why she's so exasperated, but he's just like they have to get across the bridge he got across the bridge like that's well how else was he going to yeah. do it
0: <laughs> i think if there was a way to strengthen the bit it would be like them trying to connect the bridge like some somehow they're trying to build it in a way that's like okay let's just try to like get across here and if they're trying to use like the lasso or their grapple gun to create some sort of walk path and then he's just like well i'm just going to skip across mm. And then they're like, well, all right, all this effort wasted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, you, you can do that. <laughs> but then in terms of of, of of it being a film or a movie and pacing, it is to be like, well, we don't want to tire the audience yet with, with all these abilities. It's like, yes, you're about to see these superheroes doing their superhero crazy stunts, but we want to slow build it. We don't want to give you everything right now, so walk up the stairs, don't use any powers, and then give each person a, a sample taste, an appetizer of what they're about to see. So this one flies, and this one lassos, and this one grapples, and this one speedster. Mm. And so you just get little notes
1: mm. yeah. of
0: them, and then boom, action sequence, and you get the full course meal, and then it keep, and then it goes from there. And so I guess it's just pacing, but is there a way to tighten the bit up a bit more? Mm. Can we tighten this bridge a little bit more? <laughs>
3: Um and also get from uh at the end just the um the, the uh cyborg coming out with um a line that just you know will, uh, provoke any twin Peaks fan of just uh, saying oh yeah <laughs> this is exactly what I wrote down <laughs> just like I've heard about you.' Uh, which is, you know, <laughs> the, the, the Twin Peaks fans out there will get that <laughs> instantly. But, uh, there are dozens of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, I explain heard it to about me you. since I don't watch Twin Peaks. Oh, there's a, there's a thing in um, the opening of season two where uh, Kyle MacLachlan's character has been shot at the end of season one and he's just lying on his hotel floor and it has this very David Lynch ominous atmosphere where it's just like ethereal whooshing and, you know, it's kind of grumpy. <laughs> and uh, as he's lying there bleeding out, this old waiter keeps coming in because it's like in the middle of the night and no one else is awake and this is like properly like 95 year old waiter keeps coming in with like a glass of milk and he keeps saying like I've heard about you and giving him a thumbs up and because Kyle McLaughlin's just so kind of like can't do anything he just keeps giving him he's dying yeah he's just lying there giving him the thumbs up back like knowing you can't like tell him to go and ring anybody or anything So, um, and then while it happens and like Kyle McLaughlin will have like a vision of a, a giant coming to give him messages and then the giant will disappear and then the old man will come back again and go you know leave the milk down and be like I've heard about you and then walk out again <laughs> and it goes it off just like, keeps doing yeah, it it goes off for like 10 minutes um, <laughs> oh my gosh yeah it's a great show it's a great show but, <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah but yeah as soon as like, the, the fact that it was maybe like in context of the scene it wouldn't have stuck out to me as much but being like the line that we end on it's all like, yeah. I could just imagine this like cyborg is just little old waiter man coming in mm-hmm. giving Affleck the
2: uh... yeah
0: the next 10 minutes are just like that it just, <laughs> it's just repeating.
2: No, you're right though now when I watched this the other day didn't pick up on that at all that's just a normal line yeah. in normal context but but here highlighted at the end of a minute broken up from all the rest of the context great yeah yeah, yeah. peace. <laughs> well.
0: yeah um my only last note for for this minute was just about the Flash, I mean, we've seen another Flash suit. Um, and looking at this one, I find this one easier to look at now mm. in hindsight. And I know a lot of people might not be fans of this Flash suit. But as he's talking, asking about what the plan is going to be, and the more I look at him, like, well, there's a Flash. I, I see yeah. the iconography. I, I see yeah. red suit, mm-hmm. gold Light, ears. Lightning bolt.
1: Yeah, little and detail like, with little white circle behind the lightning bolt. I like that. Yeah. What more do you want? Yeah. Yeah. Practical <laughs> things with about... uh brackets.
0: Yeah, but still, regardless of like it being like kit bashed or whatever, is that it's it's easier to see Ezra's face, and maybe because like his more of his cheeks are are revealed, or their Ezra's cheeks, Barry's cheeks. Sorry. Um, the fact that their cheeks are are revealed in the helmet mm-hmm. here, yeah, it's like whereas the flash suit in the flash is, um, it, like it takes up too much of Barry's face, yeah, and then it looks disconnected from his clavicle in a way. I don't know. There's, I don't know. When I see this, I, I I'm just like that looks like a real person wearing a suit mm-hmm. versus.
1: Versus I mean, suit think- with a real person in it. That's the thing. It's like the Flash's suit with the, che- the, the high cheekbone covering and, and on its side, it made it seem like as if they had the suit and had all the dimensions for the suit, but then we're like, oh, wait, the face doesn't fit. So like we got to kind of s- stretch and scale the face to try to like fit, fit the face in the mask is what it seems like to me that's the that's yeah. what at least i was getting out of that um yeah but yeah this is this suit looks incredible um you can tell more emotion um and you can also get that sense of impulsive quickness that at least from when we were watching the flash that uh second berry alternate berry was showing um at least just like the uh the fast impulsiveness, you know, not really thinking things through and not being used to working on a team. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think now that I think
0: about it, it is what we talked about earlier was like the nonverbal acting mm-hmm. is, can, is ve- you know, we, we, we've we highlighted it a lot in these past Zack Snyder DC films from Man of Steel till now. Anytime there's that nonverbal acting, it really carries a message of the tone that they're trying to say. And we talked about it with Wonder Woman with Cyborg um, uh, two minutes ago. But here, Barry Allen is, it can be expressive in the way that the facial anim- is animated. And I think that what might be missing in the Flash movie is where that suit covers up so much face that now Ezra has to be even more drastic to show you to, to be more verbal about it because yeah. you, you can't animate here any longer. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Just, I think it's interesting.
0: Right. It's, it's weird seeing that movie and now coming back to this and being like, Oh, this is what you used to look like. <laughs> you look different. <laughs> uh, <sighs> well, regardless, um, first of all, Niall, John, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, to talk about, you know, these DC movies minute by minute. Um, hey. It's been an absolute joy just to talk to you, not only on our show, but to talk to you guys um, over on Batman. Minute. You guys have been doing it for just as long as we have, because uh, this is our four and a half long endeavor oh, hey. that we're currently on. So <laughs> we're right there with you. Yeah. And um, I was wondering if you guys could talk about uh, Phantasm Minute for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah,
3: I mean that's what we're we're currently over there doing. Oh, thanks too for having us on, uh, Mark and Nate. As you know, always, yeah. Always a thank pleasure. you, and thank you for getting me to watch this finally because uh,
2: <laughs> I ended up thoroughly enjoying it, and it was not a wasted four hours. That's <laughs> good to hear.
1: Aww. That's excellent.
3: Uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, we're currently uh, on in in the midst of uh, Mask of the Phantasm, uh, which is. I'm sure people listening to this know what Mask of the Fantastic is. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been it's been a it's a, an odd new endeavor for us where we you know we did four live action movies, and you get into like oh you, you know the background minutia of that and like seeing what you know actors are naturally doing with their faces and stuff. Then then have to jump into animated thing. Totally different. Yeah, it's a real thing of like you know having to. There's not as much to, so you have to you have to look in different directions for things to talk about. Yeah, and um, and it's a much shorter movie, but it's just it's so rich as well. It's just like it's a we're um yeah we're having a great time <laughs> over on. Of course, you've uh, two guys who be uh, coming up. Uh, I'm not too sure when this is airing. Actually, you might well the the season because it's only 76 could, minutes. It might well, we might be done. Yeah, it might well <laughs> yeah, be finished up. <laughs>
0: your movie will probably out fully released by the time this premieres, yeah. but it's okay. Uh, we'll it's not we'll go Batman. back
2: and listen to to the episode with these guys. <laughs> then, everyone.
3: Yeah. The whole season, <laughs> the whole season, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's been yeah. terrific. Cause it was, you know, finally after it's, it's particularly after having done, you know, a year on Batman and Robin to then jump into like, you know, Batman and Robin's like, it's, it's, it's great for what it is. And we had a fantastic time doing it. Um, But just to go from, like, a movie that's so silly and kind of lame and kind of, you know, can't be in the best possible way to then jump into uh, something as rich and layered and genuinely fantastically made as Mask of the Phantasm and then to finally be able to talk about Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill and all the big hitters of, like, the Batman that, you know, I grew up with. Like, Beat Ass is my Batman. And yeah, that that's been really really terrific. So I'm hoping it translates over into uh, an enjoyable listening experience uh, for for people out there. Yeah, and it's interesting yeah.
2: to me because obviously we've got Nile there, who's you know been immersed in that world forever. But uh, as I bring up on our show, I was never really a big animation person. For mm-hmm. me, Batman was live action. So it's it's fascinating to put on a, a totally different kind of uh, viewpoint and and try and come at it from a, a new angle. And um, you know, I've seen like episodes of the animated series, but I've not I've never sat down and watched like the whole thing. So it's quite right. exciting hearing stuff from Nile, like, oh, I'll have to check that one out myself, Ooh. you know. So I'm learning as well.
0: Yeah, and I think you had a similar situation where you had not seen the movie and you waited yeah. until you were gonna do this podcast to then watch Phantasm. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, because yeah, uh obviously when we started the podcast years and years ago and we decided oh we'll do more than just the first one that was always floated as an idea so i instantly was like right well i'm not watching it yeah i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait i want it to be fresh
1: wow that's dedication really
3: (laughs) there's a brief flirtation with the idea of like oh maybe john can watch it for the first time minute by minute as we go along but then knowing like you can't really talk about the movie without giving away who the killer is and stuff so no and also
2: we'll we'll do a spoiler alert for people in a way uh if you do listen to it we say up front, look, we're just gonna talk about who the killer is. Yeah. There's no way
3: you can't really talk about the movie be, as a whole without that. You'd be really yeah. like hobbling the guests coming and have to explain it every time. Like, so you might have made notes about Andrea Beaumont being the Phantasm. Don't bring them up <laughs> because John doesn't know yet. So no, we had to kibosh kind of that idea. But um but no no. It's just a fantastic film though. It's it's one of those you know it's just such a joy, like every minute to watch something and be like, Oh my god. This is such a good math. Like mm-hmm. particularly again yeah. after I've been yeah. in Schumacherville for so long where it's been like, yeah, you know, <laughs> there's good stuff in here, I guess. Yeah.
2: Well, you know how much I love Batman and Robin. I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: um and then yeah you know how much I like Chris O'Donnell and that Robin stuff. Of course. <laughs> uh, um huh? but yeah, I um I think it's it's very important to go ahead and talk about um Andre Beaumont. As phantasm, and you know, when when we get there, I'll, I'll explain why. Oh, of course, I mean, yeah. I think that's a great decision um, to to go ahead and just talk about it. Um, but yeah, it's um, I did something similar for Jackie Brown minute when when I was on Tarantino minute, and I had never seen the movie before. Oh, and people would always say, "Oh, you know, you would really like that one." Um yeah. And so I made the conscious decision to not watch the movie <laughs> at all, and instead do it minute by minute and be oh, surprised wow. oh wow by by how the movie would end was that and just so, torturous though in the end or no cause i was i was grooving with it oh, and we that's... well we decided with tarantino minute um much like we what we decided to do with wonder woman minute was let's do five minutes one episode one week hmm. um and it, it ended up being a success we did it with wonder woman minute as well um that was a great time as well um but to get, you know, for for Zack Snyder's Justice League, we were like, let's let's be true to form and do this four-hour movie, yeah, one minute at a time, be extra, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go back
3: if, so, if this is gonna be the end, go back to the the classic formula, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just sort of the honor. That's so, a, that's amazing though. I think that that highlights
2: that really the target audience for that failed company, Quibi, was podcasters. <laughs> yeah. You know, 10-minute long episodes. Everyone made fun of it. Tell you what, I tried it. It was great. Mm. It was great. Yeah. I don't care what the naysayers. You know, I mean, okay, the quality of the shows wasn't up to par. <laughs> I don't but care what I'm about, about all, I liked it. <laughs> the concept I, I was good. It, yeah. I could watch an episode of whatever the show was while I was on the bus. Mm.
0: <laughs> mm. There's so much... TV series now, everything's a show nowadays, yeah. And I think, like, how did Quibi fail? That should have been everyone's bag. That should have been like, (sighs) you can just because people would just be, Oh, you watch this show yet? You watch this show yet? Like, pick a lane, bud. Like, which show am I gonna watch? There's only (laughs) I only have like two hours to myself every night. Like, I just, yeah,
1: so not everybody had the genius of uh Gendy Tarkovsky and and being able to have a a, a complete 15 minute story with it bleeding into. Something mm-hmm. else, but mm-hmm. yeah. You know. yeah,
0: absolutely. But, um, completely agree.
3: But yeah, before the, uh, we depart, um, this show though, again, at the you know, the our last uh sojourn into uh the, the DC cinematic universe. Um, I just wanted to also a final shout out to which I think is like by far the best thing to come out of all the movies. Uh, and, um, I forgot about it cause I hadn't watched this in so long, but, uh, you'll be getting to the minute, uh, you know, obviously a couple of weeks time, but when, uh, they're talking about like one of the, 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 idea that the mother box can actually resurrect the dead or, you mm-hmm. know, bring someone back to life, you know, re, re, uh, reanimate matter. And when they started playing that, uh, look to the stars riff from mm-hmm. the Man of Steel soundtrack, and I remembered how good that Hans Zimmer soundtrack to that movie is. It was like, it made my soul soar. It's like, oh my god, I forgot about that. that. That I forgot about that that particular song. And then the rest of the week, I was just listening to the Man
0: of Steel soundtrack all over and over again oh, yeah. because it's phenomenal. Um, it's a phenomenal soundtrack. Just just score for Man of Steel is uh, it pretty much saved that movie from being any. It, it was the color for the movie mm, in a way, mm. I, I could say. It's, a, it's just a um, shame that
3: – the because uh, I was really hoping – every time, I'm always hoping when, when Clark then takes up into the sky and you start getting the kind of main Superman theme, it doesn't go more. It kind of gets up to the sun and then they cut. And I'm like, ah, this would have been the time to have him zooming around the planet and just – Letting that full yeah. that full song play, but mm-hmm. which yeah. is
0: why, yeah, first flight is such a huge scene yeah. for people because it's like that you get to see him happy and smiling and stuff, but people will claim that that doesn't happen in these movies, but uh yeah, it's just Superman being so full of joy in that moment is like, oh, it feels good, yeah, and the music is fantastic, mm. and the drums and everything it's just it's a fantastic um moment for this franchise
3: mm mm. But yeah. Yeah. but yeah, so if, if nothing else, I would advise everyone to just go out and just listen to the Man of Steel <laughs> soundtrack again. <laughs> Regardless, if you, what, what, yeah. Where's the film if you want, but just listen to the soundtrack. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for being on here. All right, we're going to wrap up for today. If you've enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving a five-star review. It really does help the show and helps new listeners discover our show as well. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can chat with us on Twitter at DCEU Minutes. And if you'd like to hear more bonus content, we also have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minute.